So, for the last several months, I've been producing and uploading podcasts on the Podbean hosting site. The name of my podcasts are Exploring Pure Land Buddhism. And I've done about 40 of them. 25 or so are on the site. And the complete inventory of these podcasts I have posted on a secondary YouTube channel called Exploring Pure Land Buddhism. But I wanted to let those who have been following these podcasts, as well as people who watch my YouTube videos on my primary YouTube channel called Akala Akala, to let you know that I'm suspending creation of these podcasts at the present time. While they have gotten, oh, maybe 10 to 15 downloads a day, and thus it's clear that some people are listening to them, I have found myself inclined toward focusing less on podcasts and more on focusing on the YouTube channel, which I follow on a day-to-day basis in terms of any kinds of comments that there may be, with an eagerness to respond to those who do comment or give me feedback. Now, I guess I should take more of the, the Bodhisattva perspective from the Diamond Sutra where, you know, basically... Uh, the, the idea is to help beings without really having any vested interest, without even noting that those beings exist as separate entities. But being a Pure Land Buddhist, I do view myself as a being, and I do have some desires and needs to have more of an interactive kind of experience with the, the kinds of Buddhist propagation activities in which I engage. Maybe a little more of a sense of community. But the other thing is I really want to emphasize more the teachings beyond the Pure Land School. In other words, the broader Mahayana teachings that I have indicated always that I continue to have an interest in. So anyway, we'll see how this unfolds. But it's been a great experiment over these last few months, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to have done so. Anyone who, again, wishes to to access what I have done up until this time can go to the Exploring Pure Land Buddhism secondary YouTube channel or to the actual podcasts that remain on the Podbean hosting site. And before I close out this announcement, I want to play from an early video that I made in the first days in which I had created any YouTube videos. And it's the essence of how I view Amida and my experience of faith. Namomita bolts. Namomita bolts. Namomita bolts. I have spoken in previous videos of the sublime altruism, the profound wisdom, and the amazing compassion of the Bodhisattva within Mahayana Buddhism. I've spoken of Kuan Yin as one of the great cosmic bodhisattvas who embodies or symbolizes infinite compassion, one who has taken that vow to help beings in their various states of difficulty in this life. There was once a time when I had a religious conversion experience. This was in 1979. It was outside the context of any particular religious belief system. But as I looked within and read and studied, 
it was Mahayana Buddhism that was the framework that made the most sense to me. And in particular, I greatly admired, as I still do, the notion of a, of a being, of a bodhisattva, a Buddha-to-be, who foregoes or delays his or her attainment of perfect enlightenment so as to remain in this world to assist beings. I actually thought, hey, maybe I could use that as a role model and become a bodhisattva of sorts. Um, I did various things to try to follow the bodhisattva path. And without getting into detail on exactly what those activities were, leave it to say that I failed miserably. I couldn't do it. In spite of that failure, or maybe because of that failure, I discovered that there is a path within Buddhism that doesn't require me to attain that kind of perfect character. And as many of you will know, that of course is the, you know, the pure land path, the pure land form of Buddhism, which was promulgated on the basis of um, the Sukhavati Sutras, or the Pure Land Sutras, of which there are three. And it's within the larger sutra that a vow is made by a bodhisattva called Dharmakara, that in his particular case, he indicated he would forego uh, the attainment of Buddhahood unless through his good works and the merit transference generated by those works that he could create a pure land of bliss in the western part of the universe where all anybody would have to do is think of him or say his name and they could be reborn in his pure land upon their death. This actually is the form of Buddhism that's been followed by more tens of millions of people in the course of history um, than any other form of Buddhism, but we don't hear about it that much in the West. In any case, this Pure Land form of Buddhism was refined to its ultimate degree by Shinran in Japan around the 13th century. And that form of Buddhism is now called Shin Buddhism or Jodo Shinshu, which means true Pure Land Buddhism. In any case, Dharmakara Bodhisattva, according to this um, scripture, this sutra, became the Buddha called Amida Buddha. So by simply saying the name of Amida Buddha in the form of what we call the Nembutsu, the Nembutsu means the name, the name Namo Amida Boots, which means I take refuge in Amida Buddha. By simply saying Namo Amida Boots, or even thinking it. In other words, by orienting ourselves in a way toward cosmic Buddhahood in a way that recognizes our own inadequacy and our own faith that in spite of our inadequacy there is an other power 
in the universe, if you will, which, which is concerned with us and cares about us and wants us to be free of our suffering, to be liberated, that by simply orienting ourselves in that way, we can get assurance in this life that we will be reborn in a land that is free of the limitations that we have in this life that keep us from attaining Buddhahood, that keep us from being able to accomplish the Bodhisattva path. Limitations of this body, limitations of these circumstances, that by orienting ourselves in that way and having that faith, that we can have the assurance in this life that you know we are accepted just as we are and we will be reborn in a meet as pure land of bliss and that is my conviction that is my deep conviction and my deep source of comfort now do i believe this in a concrete way in terms of the idea that, you know, there in a specific place in the universe concretely is a godlike figure? No. But I believe that that conceptual system, that way of thinking, most closely describes some, a dynamic or a process that is real. Keeping in mind that no conceptual system, no worldview, no way of thinking about reality is adequate to describe reality with a capital R. But given that we have to have some way of thinking and given that we are suffering in this world and we are inadequate to become perfect and we do reflect on and are concerned about what happens when we die, that I think it is true that there is a force in the universe that accepts me just as I am and that there is a profound ideal that can be attained when I die at which point I can come back and more freely and more capably uh, help those in need in various ways that are inconceivable to me in this life. Namo Mita Boots.